It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show on this Thursday. Today, got a jam-packed episode talking about the Brewers series, recapping what the Reds did up in Milwaukee, and then looking forward to the Colorado series this weekend at Great American Ballpark. But before we jump into that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Check us out on Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's and hit us up on the Locked On Reds line, 513-549-0159. So to recap the series the Reds had a nice productive three games in Milwaukee they did not end up getting the sweep as Milwaukee played late game comeback on Wednesday afternoon but there were some encouraging signs in this series we saw the bats come alive again they hit the ball very well and were able to score runs they, they've scored runs very well in the first inning of pretty much this entire year. In fact, stats show that the Reds are the best team in the major leagues offensively in the first inning. Just let that sink in for a minute. The Reds are the best offensive team, best lineup in the first inning. That just shows you the rest of the game, they just don't score that much because they're not the best offensive team. They're one of the worst lineups in all of baseball overall but this three-game series was a success they end up winning two out of three against Milwaukee who's fighting for their lives up at the top of the NL Central the NL Central is starting to become a three-horse race with the Reds and the Pirates separated by a bit of a gap As of right now, the top is separated by about two games between the Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers. And then the Reds and the Pirates are stuck down at the bottom somewhere between seven and seven and a half games back, maybe even eight games back, depending on how the rest of this night ends up unfolding. But it was encouraging to see a couple of guys. The first guy that comes to mind, Joey Votto. He's changed up his stance again this season, and it's really benefited him in this series. He hit a home run on Tuesday night, night when the Reds' offense just exploded for 14 runs. And he was a part of that, hitting a two-run home run. He pulled it. He actually turned on a fastball. It was something that I had said a couple of weeks ago, if Joey can even turn on a fastball now. He's changed his stance, and he's gotten some of that power back. He no longer squats down super low and chokes up on the bat super high. In fact, he wasn't choking up on the bat at all 
during the Brewers series. He kept his hands low on the handle and stood tall in the box, and it really paid off. He had a couple of multi-hit games in this series, and it definitely going to look good moving forward. Hopefully he can continue to build on that, make some consistent moves at the plate. And then another guy I'm looking at, obviously, a Eugenio Suarez. Dude was on fire. He he was given the off day on Wednesday. He did pinch hit, but he was struck out by Josh Hader there in the eighth inning. But it was a really good series for him, just hitting dingers all over the place. He had a two-home run game and carried them through game one of the series on Monday, which we went over that. But then he also hit another home run in the first inning of Tuesday night's game. Just a phenomenal series for him. Another guy that I'm looking at, Josh Van Meter. Really showed up in that Wednesday afternoon game. Had a home run, a double, and a single. Fell a triple shy of the cycle. He ended up striking out in his last at bat. But just a great day for him. Overall, good to see. A couple of concerning points. Obviously, the bullpen. Bullpen, it's been a worry. It was a worry going into the All-Star break. It still remains a worry today. Amir Garrett came in. Now, I don't think the runs got charged to him. The runs got charged to Lucas Sims. But they were inherited runners that Amir Garrett let score. And that is what ultimately gave the Brewers the game. The Reds entered the fifth inning with a one-run lead. And it did not last long because there were a couple of base runners that got on for Milwaukee and a single by Osmani Grandal after Amir Garrett was brought in to relieve Lucas Sims, who... He did not have the sharpness. He still had a couple of really good-looking at-bats. He struck out Christian Yelich in the first inning, made him look foolish, really, on a couple of pitches. But he didn't quite have the longevity. Once he got into the fifth inning, he was really struggling. So David Bell went to the bullpen, brought in Amir Garrett to face the lefties in the lineup and it did not work out well because he walked a guy and then gave up a single with the bases loaded to Yasmani Grandal. It was actually a 3-2 pitch as well. He had some trouble with control. He doesn't look like he's completely ready to go. I mean, my uneducated opinion, he may have needed one or two more appearances in AAA just to get loose after that short stint on the disabled list or the injured list. But uh, overall, a rough game for the bullpen. Another discouraging thing obviously happened in the very first inning. Nixon Zell led off with a single and on his way down to first got dizzy. And actually they said in uh, article after the game that he was getting dizzy during his at-bat. Now, he has had trouble with vertigo in the past, and as I mentioned on Twitter, whenever it happened, it, it sucks. And, and I'm not, like, pointing a finger at him. I'm not blaming him for anything. I'm just making an observation at this. It sucks that he has to go through this, which is a completely unpreventable thing and, and not something that can be cured. And that's just going to be a cloud that hangs over his entire career, basically moving forward, is that as talented as he is, he's always going to have this question of when is Vertigo going to rear its ugly head and be a problem for him? 
now they're they're not coming out and saying that that's what it was today, but they just keep using the word illness. Well, he he left the game due to illness, and I think that's intentionally being vague. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to jump to crazy conclusions here, but I think they're intentionally being vague because it may have something to do with that vertigo. I I, I hope I'm wrong there. I hope it's just maybe he ate some bad food up in Milwaukee. Maybe he had a, a bad brat or something there up in Milwaukee. Who knows? But hopefully he is okay and we see him this weekend against the Rockies. Real quick, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to preview that Rocky series coming up. Have you tried Postmates yet? We've got a great deal right now for the Lockdown Reds listeners. If you download the Postmates app and put in promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you get $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. Postmates doesn't just deliver food. It also delivers groceries. If you need something from the convenience store, just about anything you can think of. If you're stuck in a bind where you really need something brought to you because you can't go out and get it, Postmates it. Postmates is the best way to get yourself that Chipotle burrito, just like I did the other day. I really wanted a burrito, but the game was about to start, and I didn't want to mess with that, so I Postmated it. Download the Postmates app today and enter promo code Locked On for $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. And now I say that, they say $100 in free deliveries. Let's face it, if you think that you can rack up more than $100 in f- delivery fees for your first seven days, then <laughs> I, that's that's impressive. Basically, Postmates is saying for your first seven days, you're going to get free delivery. So check it out, Postmates app. Promo code LOCKDOWN. You're listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast here on a Thursday. In the first half of the show, I recap the Brewers series, some things that were good, some things that were bad. Now we're going to take a look at the Rockies series. Coming up this weekend, they're back at Great American Ballpark after a very quick three-game road trip up to Milwaukee. And with the Rockies coming to town, the Reds have a nice slate of starters planned for them as Friday night, Luis Castillo will toe the rubber. Saturday, Anthony DiSclefani will start the game for the Reds. And Sunday will be Sonny Gray coming off that awesome outing against the Brewers on Monday. So the Reds are poised, at least on the pitching side of things. It'll be interesting to see on the hitting side of things how they do in Looking at the probable starters for the series right now, the Rockies have not announced any of the games as to who their probable starters are. I know the Reds saw John Gray in the series that happened in Colorado, and John Gray held them in check for the majority of his tenure on the mound that day. It'll be interesting to see if they run into him again. Definitely not expecting a repeat 17-run performance like they had in Game 2 against the Rockies up in Colorado. But hopefully the bats will continue the momentum that they built up in Milwaukee. And it'll be interesting to see how the bullpen shakes out. We've seen multiple guys, you know, Rysel Iglesias, Amir Garrett, even Michael Lorenzen to an extent struggle here lately. And they added Sal Romano. Sal Romano got that... uh, the interesting three-inning save on Tuesday 
And, and for those of you that aren't aware, when it comes to the requirements for a pitcher to earn a save, if the, if the pitcher is not the winning pitcher of the game and he pitches at least three innings and finishes the game, you know, three innings into the game, then he gets a save, even if the score isn't close, which was the case on Tuesday whenever the Reds just absolutely shellacked the Brewers. And so he will be an option in the bullpen going forward. I don't know if David Bell will tab him as the long man per se. He's a big, powerful guy. And actually in the in the postgame interview after Sal's save, David Bell mentioned he's like he's a real power pitcher and a guy that could be good in the late innings. So maybe he weasels his way. Not weasel. That makes it sound bad. Maybe he slides into that late inning conversation for the Reds as they continue to look for answers in a bullpen that despite, I mean, we can, you can look at it two ways. You can say, wow, they've had a lot of appearances. Maybe they're getting tired. Or you could be in the camp of they don't have as many innings as a lot of other bullpens, so they're probably not that tired. I'm somewhere in the middle. I definitely don't think that they are overused, but I think they're starting to get there. I think they're close. So it'll be interesting to see how the Reds play out the rest of the season with a lot of guys in AAA who are capable of pitching more innings than they have been given the chance to in the major leagues. Real quick, too, before uh, we close out today's show, I do want to preview, or not preview, but basically give a shout-out to the Dayton Dragons, to the Reds as a whole for promoting Nick Lodolo. He is going to make his debut as a Dayton Dragon tonight at 5th 3rd Field up in Dayton as he gets his first start for the Dragons. It's awesome to see him promoted super quickly from Billings. He was just working it in Billings. In 11 innings, he had 21 strikeouts, no walks, no hit batsmen. So he's not missing the strike zone. That is a very positive thing to focus on moving forward and something to watch because that's been one of the biggest criticisms of the younger guys. I remember last season, everyone was bemoaning the fact that pretty much anyone that got brought up from AAA had trouble keeping the ball in the strike zone. So far, Nick Lodolo has not had that problem. I'm going to go down to the Dragons ballpark and just see how good Nick Lodolo is in his debut as a Dragon. Real quick, too, also before we end today's podcast, I want to give a plug for tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll have Doug Gray on. He's going to talk about these promotions. We're going to look at them, and we're going to talk about the minor leagues as a whole moving forward. See maybe if there's any sort of potential targets or anything like that. It's going to be a good time. I always love talking to Doug. He'll be on tomorrow's episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode the Thursday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on all the major podcasting platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And make sure the Locked on Reds line is saved into your phone. 513-549-0159. For the Locked on Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.